Uh, okay. Yes. Here I am alone in my car again. Sorry for yelling. Just a little bit excited. Oh, shit. Oh, I thought my window was open and I was like a little bit embarrassed. I was like, if somebody just hear me, just shout. Um, but no, my windows are closed and it is cooking in here. Absolutely cooking. I didn't really roll off the tongue too well, but hey man, whatever, whatever. You know what? Like, I ought to start taking some notes. The thing is, I have my best ideas when I when my hands are not available. I'm not holding any paper. Uh, I can't use my phone. I'm either driving or I'm doing jujitsu or I'm, you know, uh, exercising in some sort of way and um, having this moment of like struggling through something and then and then having this like some sort of epiphany kind of idea come into my head to like help me push through it and man I love oh I'm I love I'm that's what I do here okay let's talk about what I love let me tell you about what I love because yeah at any moment in time there's things that I love and there's things that I don't love that I could choose to focus on and um I'm not trying to I'm not like hey come listen to my podcast I can bring you bring you down talking about shit that's like uncool and uh you know, unless actually this is a thing. I do like talking about, um, things that are painful and things that are, uh, yeah, I love talking about struggle. I love talking about things that are seemingly horrific and bad and, and, and like digging my way through them until I come out the other side with, uh, love and light in my, uh, in my heart about that particular subject. And man, so timing. So, as of late, um, yeah, that's been my latest obsession. I'm someone who I obsess, I obsess over things hard. <laughs> Ask anybody who's knew me through like high school. Um, well, I was, in grade eight, I was, I became obsessed with Green Day. You know, the band, Billy Joe Armstrong and, uh, Trey Cool and the other guy, you know, um, I have <laughs> posters, like pictures of these people all over my wall. And then the next one after that, funnily enough, crazy, interesting transition, Latea, the Jonas Brothers, Nick Jonas. I became so obsessed with Nick Jonas and the Jonas Brothers, but particularly Nick. Man, I just loved, oh man, I love them so much. I love that they had this like pure, innocent uh, whole thing that was that was their vibe and you know I'll be honest with you uh actually me and my friend Erin we we she really liked Joe Jonas and I like Nick Jonas and we wrote each other this like series of books she would write a little like you know she wrote a little story and then like gave it to a, a fantasy story basically about like us meeting them and then like you know we like Nick became my boyfriend and Joe became her boyfriend and we just like wrote I think I don't know I might the details might be incorrect but that was just a hilarious weird little thing that we had she wrote a story. I think we had, it was like a four or five part series of just our imaginary, our shared imaginary story of us and the Jonas Brothers. And, uh, yeah, to, honestly, I'm, I have an old diary where I wrote a story just for myself. Um, <laughs> about like me on my birthday, the Jonas Brothers came and like played a personal, um, 
gig for me, and then I became best friends with Miley Cyrus, and then my sister became best friends with her sister. Obviously, no Cyrus, you know, I was like, that. that's just, like, the ideal, perfect life at that time in my life. I was like, this is all I want. It's all I want. Yeah. And, um, but back to, yeah, so right now, my latest obsession is I'm obsessed with looking for the, uh, the little, the gifts, looking for the good and the bad, looking for the, the lesson in the, in the struggle, in the tragedy. I love looking at tragedy and like, and I'm like, okay, so here's this thing that is just awful and, and seems like the, (laughs) the analogy that I used, uh, I was messaging my friend and it just came up in my head. I was like, okay, well, let's just leave this here. Um, I said, I was telling her about that obsession and I said something like, oh, like life, like life serves you up a big pile of shit. And you're like, what is this shit? I didn't ask for this shit. And then, and then as you start looking at the shit, you like, you open it up and you check it out and there's a gift in it. You're like, what? Life just served up some shit and it's actually a gift. But I mean, it was, you know, obviously it was, you know, smelly and horrific and disgusting and maybe maybe traumatic to go through to have to like dig into this pile of shit to find your gift inside and lo and behold it was actually you're like wait a minute this is a gift that I actually asked for I didn't ask for it to be served up in some shit but I mean I wasn't specific about how I received the gift and um yeah and I think that's great and and another thing I've been thinking about um I think I talked about this recently, like on the one about, uh, jujitsu, but the idea of, of getting out of your own way when you're struggling through something, like how much of the struggle is actually just me being in the way. And, um, so today I just listened to, uh, a ten, I can never say that, tangentially, tangentially speaking, tangentially speaking, uh, Chris Ryan's podcast. Oh, I love Chris Ryan and his and his guest. It was him and Brian Callen. And oh, Brian Callen is my boy. He doesn't know it. He doesn't know it. I want to tell him. Maybe I will. I should just write him a letter and be like, "Yo, dude, um, just tell him that I, how much I appreciate him." Because yeah, a lot of the books that I read uh, were recommended by Brian Callen. I think he's hilarious, dude. Um, a, a, just one of those people who, who, who puts the work in to inform himself about the things that, uh, that matter to him. And he, he will always, always, always stand up for what he thinks is right. And, and uh, yeah. And so they were talking about, um, obviously, I don't know if you know who Brian Callen is. He's a comedian, he's an actor or whatever, whatever. And he was not recently, but he, uh, has some accusations like, put against him um, from 20 years in the past, saying that he basically forced himself on a woman, and um, and so he was having these like sexual assault kind of accusations come at him, and he and whatever. So, uh, so they talked about that, but that's not the point. I don't want to talk about that. Doesn't really matter. Um, what they said. I was like, I was, I was driving across a bridge and I was listening to this podcast and I was like, holy, I, I was just, I, I actually exclaimed and like yelled out loud. I was like, yes, like that's it boys. Loving it. Absolutely fucking 
sorry, whatever. Let it out. If you want to swear, swear, dude. Okay. It's just a word. It's just a word that has emphasis. My mom listens to my podcast and she was like, no, there's a lot of swearing on there. She didn't say it in that way, but she, she, she made a point of saying it. And I was like, okay, well maybe I'll ease up just so that, you know, I, my, my mom doesn't have to hear me swear and think, oh, you know, whatever she thinks. Although maybe she doesn't, maybe she doesn't mind. Maybe she's, I think overall she would just be happy that I'm just expressing myself and doing something that feels good and sharing my thoughts. And then she gets to listen and then hear some of my thoughts also. Maybe we, we can feel a little bit closer and that's kind of special, isn't it? Mm, how nice. Um, but, okay, so as I was describing, like, so life gives you these gifts that you ask for and... Um, but it doesn't, it doesn't come as you expected it, right? Life doesn't always give you the gift wrapped the way that you anticipated. Um, but, but the thing is with a gift, it really doesn't matter how it's wrapped. What matters is the gift. You know, like if, if, uh, you ask for something for, for Christmas and, uh, you get it and it's in, it's wrapped in a paper bag are you going to be bothered if it's what you wanted? Are you going to be bo- are you going to be like, "Oh, but this wasn't I wanted shiny wrapping paper and I wanted a uh I wanted a ribbon, I wanted a bow. Um I you know, I wanted one of those I wanted wrapping paper that has like a funny um pattern all over it. Do I not matter enough to get the funny pattern on my wrapping paper or what's the deal here? And uh and life's like, "No, uh, uh hey, 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 no bitch, you got the gift that you wanted. Why are you wh- what are you why are you, the wrapping paper's gone, it's over. As soon as you open it up, worthless. Don't need it, you got your gift. Here you are now. Here you are with the gift that you asked for magically delivered by this wonderful life. Hey, appreciate it. Hey dude, appreciate it, okay? And let's work from there, moving on. But anyways, Brian Callen, he used the um, analogy of, he, because he's a man and because I guess he's like into combat sport, combat, he's into combat, combat sports, he's (laughs) combat, hey, it's combat, so he, instead of saying, you know, uh, life gives you gifts, you know, wrapped, well, life gives you gifts in Latea, you already said yours. Move on. What did he say? He said something like, um, your opponent doesn't always look, doesn't always come as you expect. And, um, but they were talking about basically, um, experiencing chaos, experiencing some kind of struggle, experiencing some sort of pressure from the world. And he was like, oh, he said, He thought about it in terms of this is happening for me, not to me. I'll say it again because I'm, I think we should emphasize this point. He said, this is happening for me, not to me. And no, so now the puzzle is to figure out how is this happening for me? Um, and, and he was saying, you know, like, and it's a great opportunity to figure out who am I, uh, when shit gets hard, you know, like who am I when, uh, when I'm actually having to struggle, you know, cause for the most part, he's someone who can talk a big game. He uh, has lots of brilliant ideas. He, he talks about his principles and values and shit that matters to him. But ultimately, you know, as um, a hilarious 
uh, successful uh, comedian and actor, like his life was pretty easy. And so at, I think like 53 or whatever he is, like he finally experienced this intensely humbling situation. He finally experienced like, you know, the shit life served him up some, a big pile of shit. And it's like, well, what are you going to do with this? You're going to look at it and, and, and feel like a victim now because are you just going to give in and be like, Oh, life came down. I got this big pile of shit and I don't know what to do with it. Um, or are you going to figure out, well, what the hell is this about? You know? And, um, yeah. And like a real man, he took that big pile of shit and he, and he said, Hey, this is not my shit, but this is happening for me, not to me. So what is up? What's in this shit? What can I find in here? Um, it's not a perfect analogy. Hey man, uh, no analogy is perfect and neither is this one, but maybe it's amusing. Maybe it's a little bit funny. Maybe you'll have a little giggle. I don't know. I really want to make you laugh. <laughs> you know, what's actually, what is cracking me up as of late is the more that I listen to comedians talk about what it's like to be a comedian. Um, the more I'm like, am I, well, hold up, hold on a second. Am I an unrealized comedian? Because the, um, <laughs> maybe, I mean, but maybe that's just like everybody has like a desperate need to like want to be liked and want to like <sighs> make people laugh. You know, that's what I want so bad is just to make people laugh because in those moments when you're laughing, you're not, you're, you can't suffer and laugh at the same time. I mean, you can, but no, because when you're laughing, it, le- it doesn't it doesn't hurt as bad. I laugh when I cry all the time, and it's I would say it's more funny than it is sad. I might be crying and like in hysterics, but I'm still laughing, and that makes it brings light to the situation. I'm like, ah, oh, it's not so bad. <laughs> it, it you know always looking for the funny side, and um, yeah, I'm not somebody who's like practiced at like being hilarious or writing jokes, but um, my brain is trained in that way to like look for the humor in the thing that. It is not funny. It's like, oh, well, this is not funny. It's like, but it could be if you shift your perspective and have a little look at it in this way. And, uh, and, 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 uh, and, 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 and today, Junior, Jesus Christ, Latea, how's anybody going to take you seriously if you can't p- string together a sentence? <sighs> but you can. Hey, be patient. Remember? Remember last time I was talking about when you're, it's like the idea is the seed just let it whatever hey hey you said it last time you don't need to say it again man i am i'm my forehead is dripping in sweat it's so hot in this car but i'm not gonna open the windows because one you're gonna hear the noise happening around me and two uh i'm gonna get shy and embarrassed about people hearing me talk to my phone in my car okay so i'm gonna sit here and sweat but I'm going to let you know that I'm doing it because we're in this together. We're in it together. Here we are. And another thing. What was the other thing? (sighs) Oh yeah. And then Chris Ryan came back with, uh, using the analogy of, uh, getting out of your own way. He used, uh, he was talking about like the difference between Taekwondo and Aikido, which I don't know really anything about either of those, uh, martial arts, but I'm just going to tell you what he said anyways. He was saying like with, you know, with Taekwondo, like it's all about like blocking and protecting yourself. And with Aikido, it was about like getting out of your own way to, I guess, to attack or to throw the person or whatever, to make your move. And, um, yeah. 
in jiu-jitsu, I had the opportunity to realize um, that that is probably the one area of my life that I identify with in a big way and that's where that's where like that's that's where I really challenge my my ego I guess no I don't challenge my ego but it's like I guess so that's I don't know know how you would appropriately uh, express what's happening when uh, you yeah hold on Let's just add a flag right there because we are going to trim that nonsense. Um, yeah, so I had this moment uh, when I was doing jujitsu, and it was that oh, I was rolling with somebody, and he's trained he's trained quite a bit and he knows what he's doing. Um, and so when I'm, when I'm rolling and I, we don't really know each other. And ultimately it comes down to like, I don't, I don't trust him really. I don't feel safe when I, when I roll with him and it's not like, because I think that he's trying to hurt me, but it's just, we have a very different game and like, um, when he does certain attacks, I like, I don't know what to do. So I'll just like tap. I'm like, I don't, I don't want to try too hard and get too competitive because I, I don't trust that I'm not going to get hurt when I roll with him. I'm like, if I take this too seriously, I'm going to get injured. Um, and because I have that belief, I don't want to fuck with it because if you know anything about me and what I believe, um, I really, yeah, I think, I think that when we believe something, um, it's more likely to come true. So I don't want to like, because I have that belief, I'm like, I'm just not going to fuck with it. And, um, he attacks my legs a lot. And I don't, I don't, I have realized, I also realized today that I'm like superstitious about, um, I guess me getting a knee injury. (laughs) Cause my dad, both my parents like blew out their knees when they were younger. And like, it's really affected their bodies like for all of their life. My dad has like his left knee. Is it his left knee? pretty sure it's his left knee is like so big and swollen um and just causes him so much pain and like he's supposed he should really he should get it replaced but his doctor told him he's too young for a knee surgery I guess because he's gonna like need to get it done more than once but I'm just like hey do it do it more than once that do it as needed hey enjoy your life with a knee that works don't you want to not be in severe pain all the time? But, you know, maybe that's his thing. Some people thrive with the pain, right? So what would he, who would he be without his knee hurting all the time? Who would he be with a new knee, you know? That might be too scary of a thing to even pursue. God damn, I'm sweating. I'm so sweaty. I'm like, I should collect it, I wonder. <sighs> may filter it out, drink it later in case I get dehydrated because my water bottle is also empty you know what i feel like uh ace ventura inside that rhino do you know the scene i'm talking about tell me do you know it 
I'll trust that you do. I can hear, yeah, yes, everybody knows that scene. Okay, well, great. So, uh, yeah, but you know when he's like inside the rhino and just getting so sweaty and then he tries to open a window and he can't. Oh, that's, I love that scene of the movie. It's so funny. And, he, and then his finger and he clap, cla oh my God. You know the one? God. If I had the opportunity to recreate that scene at some point in my life, I would absolutely do it. I'd be like, yep. Please, please let me climb out of a pretend rhino's butthole after being scorching hot. And let a family see it. <laughs> and you know what? That's actually also awesome that I'm feeling like this way. Like a hot, sweaty Jim Carrey inside a rhino. Because Brian Callen was also using the analogy of... Uh, you know, for example, looking at a rhino who's, like, physically just the most dense, like, armored animal. I mean, maybe there's other animals that are, you could say, are more Arnold? Ar 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 nope. Armored. Um, but you understand that a rhino, you know what, I'm hoping that you know what a rhino looks like. And if you don't, Google it. But I don't think you'll have to. Um, and he was saying... He just expressed, like, the idea of, like, even with all that power, um, they're still, they're not protected against everything, you know? So, he was saying, like, if you shoot a rhino with, he used some specific gun or bullet. A bullet could weigh, he said, like, 20 grams, right? If you shoot a, a, a bullet that weighs 20 grams at a rhino that probably weighs more than a ton, uh, you can kill that rhino in an instant just because of the just because of the way it was used. And so that was what fed into the analogy of like, you know, your opponent doesn't, is, is gonna surprise you. You know, your life is, life is supposed to be exciting and fun and unpredictable. You know, like the best part about this thing, I think is that like, we're all creating it together. We're all creating it together and we're all like intertwined so intricately in one another's lives, whether, whether we uh, feel that way or not. Other people's decisions affect you all the time. Always. You can't, like, you know. Um, and so that's fucking awesome. So you could, like, train your entire life to to be able to, like, fight this enemy and protect yourself. But, but you don't get to choose who your opponent is, ultimately. You know, if, if something is going to attack you, uh, it's not up to you to pick who it is. And, and, and the best, and I love this so much, is that, like, you, yeah, you do see this, don't you? Do you see this? Like, people will spend all their lives, like, building up these walls to protect themselves from other people, and then guess who fucking gets to them and makes them break? Their own mind. People, 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 myself included, like, travel the world, you know, flee and leave the place where they live because they're like, I need a change of pace. I need to, I need to, and it works, you know, I mean to say like, oh, go out and find myself. And, and there's the thing of, well, you're not gonna, it doesn't matter where you go because you, you find yourself within only ever, but um, it does help to like go to all these different places and have all these similar experiences and realize that you can't, you're never gonna, if you're running away from you, um, you're, you're gonna, you're all, it's not, you can't, you know? Um, 
shit, but what the heck was I just trying to say there? Because I feel like I went off on a tangent. And that, I think, is what Chris Ryan's uh, podcast name is about, tangentially speaking, right? Tangentially, that would be like tangents, right? Going off on different tangents while you're speaking. So that's okay. So that's actually hilarious. That's the nature of a podcast, isn't it? Because this is not scripted. It's not, and, and yeah. Cool. So this episode actually feels really good because this is what I wanted it to be about. I just wanted to fucking push record and, and let it, let it come up as it, as it wants to. Um, but because I always have these ideas, I'm like, Oh, remember that idea and then record it and make a podcast episode about that. And, uh, but then when it comes to pushing record and then I'm, then I'm trying to like force this thing that isn't present at that moment. I'm trying to like conjure this idea that is not even available at this time because I'm just not, it's not the one that, um, yeah, it's not available at this time. It's not, it's moment. It'll come back when it's inspired to come back. And, uh, and that's cool. But what else, what else is going on? Oh, okay. Yeah. So coming back to jujitsu after I rolled with this guy he said at the end he was saying um what did he say he's like you when you're he's like you're not you're it doesn't seem like you're going for submissions he was like you're you have good pressure and I feel like you could go for the submission and one I felt defensive and protective like I didn't like how I felt when he was saying that to me one because I felt like he was um I know he's just trying to be helpful this is the thing that's fun is that I have the awareness that one this guy is only trying to be helpful and he's being curious a little bit about um my approach to jujitsu so that he can offer some um tips or you know offer his perspective to assist me at bettering my game um but because remember my last episode (laughs) or if you don't remember, uh, whatever, I expressed that when I went and joined jiu-jitsu, I, like, I, how much it meant to me, and I was like, it's going to mean everything. And so because I was like, this is going to mean everything, it means a lot. And so when someone... Um, <sighs> see, it's the thing. Offers, offers help um, is the same as criticizes, as far as I'm concerned you know like that's because well the way that I feel it is criticism um but I know that that's not the intention I know that it's not to be like hey you're doing this thing wrong you could do better it's like hey anyways anyways the point was that when he said that I realized in in a new way how much my um approach to jujitsu is is a direct representation of my approach to life my like life philosophy um and because you know so i would be i would like grab onto things and like begin to make to attack something and as he would defend i would be like okay he's committed to defending and so i wouldn't bother trying to attack that thing i would just I would just move, try another thing, try another thing, try another thing and like keep moving. And so I'm, I'm always in motion and I'm just testing, 
to feel like, okay, well, where's the resistance? Where's the resistance? Where's the resistance? Okay, there's, and when the resistance eases up, then I move. And um, so he was expecting me to attack him. And like, when I'm going to do a submission, put all my pressure on to get that submission. And what I was doing was feeling for resistance and then just moving away from that resistance. Um, and I had, I expressed it to him as like, I'm, 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 what I'm doing is I'm not, instead of like, instead of just trying to get a submission, which I do in other, in other roles with different opponents, it depends. Like it depends who you're, who you're training with because my objective or my intention is going to be different depending on who I'm with. My intention when I roll with him is to um, not get too competitive and just to tap often so I don't get injured because, like I said, I'm like always, I'm like, oh, I'm going to fuck I'm, I'm, I'm scared. Um, and I don't want to be like, I don't want to roll with you because I think I'm going to get injured. I'm like, I'm going to roll with you and I'm going to make it my responsibility that I don't do anything stupid and get injured. And so... I said, what I'm doing is I'm trying to like build pathways, you know, like if I, if I'm trying to go here and I can't, um, then I'm going to move to here. And then, and I'm just kind of like, Hmm, making like a map, you know, like a roadmap in a sense of like all the different, uh, maybe a roadmap isn't, Oh yeah, sure. Like all the different stops on the, on the way, maybe like, uh, like a sky train, you know how like a sky train oh it doesn't loop all the way around though. But let's say that there was yeah, a train on a track and it was on a loop, but it has like different stops along the way, right? And they go in a certain order. So I was kind of imagining it like that. So first I'll stop here and you know, I'll try to open the doors. And if they don't want to open, then I'll just keep going. Again, not a perfect analogy. Hey, man, welcome to For the Love of Life, where I serve up a whole bunch of not good analogies. <sighs> I can't help but wonder if this guy outside my car can hear me. He's wearing aviators that are, like, really reflective and shiny, so I can't tell if he's looking at me, but he's looking in my direction, so he might be. But he's also probably like, <laughs> that chick is really excited. What's so exciting about being in an old hot car what's so exciting about being so sweaty on your own and he can't see my phone because it's just down so he legit sees me just having a full-blown conversation with myself that's hilarious that man probably thinks I'm a crazy person is he wrong that's the thing about perspective huh some people will think I have lost the plot you know what I love so much about um, going crazy or feeling like you've gone crazy is that um, it leads to like the feeling of really coming together and that's awesome wow I love downtown Vancouver because the people you see is just like insane what is this guy this is the fucking best alright so I'm in a parking lot, and right now, there's a man wearing, like, a, um, imagine, like, a wife beater, but it's stretched out so that the, uh, I guess they're not sleeves, but the part that goes over the shoulders is, like, really long and skinny, and 
I don't think he has any underwear on because he's also not wearing pants. He's just wearing this like very long shirt that's like a dress, but it's only over. He only has one arm in a hole and he's just walking with some insane swagger. And I'm just like, hey, dude, what is life like for you? I'm not going to ask him, though, because I'm actually too nervous. Um, but I am curious about what it's like over there from his perspective right about now. Hell yeah. And yeah, so the point... Hey, it's funny that I say the point is because there's no point. There's no point. Yeah. The way that I speak is not like, <laughs> that was a funny way to think about the day. The way that I'm like, okay, so the point is like if I had like a, a one of those, what are the, a laser and I'm like, all right, right there. That's what we're aiming at. Point that laser. Um, so when I speak, I'm like trying to get right to that precise point no 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 when I speak it's like I fucking take confetti out of my pocket and throw it in the air here's some ideas what do you and 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 yeah that's kind of fun and without I mean confetti is not meant to even be caught it's just like it's just for the sake of throwing it just for the fun of it just let it out just for the little little that little moment of excitement of haha wow all right so that's probably enough nonsense because we're at 32 minutes because we're at 32 minutes now, so I'm just going to wrap it up. And um, thank you for tuning in to, um, to whatever this is. To whatever this is. Which is freedom of expression. And my own uh, uh, pursuit of, of being brave enough to let myself be who I know I am. Okay? Uh, so yeah, so that's kind of cool. That's, uh, I mean, you might think it's cool. You might not think it's cool. If you don't, then obviously you're not going to tune it again. And if you do, then you will. And so you're the one that I'm talking to. And um, yeah, thank you so much for being here. Yes, now he's dancing. Oh my God, he's about to take his shirt off. Yes, I love Vancouver. It's the best. What is even going on? <sighs> Dude, this is the best. I'm in one world right here, and that guy is in a different world. And you know who else is in a different world? Those guys over there eating their ice cream. They're living in a different world from me. And we're all sharing this space together. How are we not multidimensional beings? We are, right? Anyways, okay, I said I was going to wrap it up. 34 minutes, 28 seconds. You know what? I said I was, I flagged a piece. I was going to edit it. I'm not even going to edit it because what I want is I'm just like, let it out. Oh, oh not all, okay? Oh, not all. And, um, yeah, and I like, I like the raw element of it. Oh, shit, I picked up my phone and so now the sound is going to sound different. But, um, XOXOXOXO, hugs, kisses, kisses and hugs. Thank you so much. And um, until next time, thanks for being here for the love of life.